Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Faith Conference is the, is the, was the theme. Pastor Alexa, she, uh, she brought an amazing word. A word for even men. Because that's what the Word of God does. It, it speaks to all of us. And I don't want to take any more time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this, this time to her. If you would help me welcome Pastor Alexa. She comes all the way from Amarillo, Texas. Come on, church. Come on, Numa Church. Come on, Numa Church. Come on, come on, come on. Lift up your hands right there where you are. Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. Jesus, come on, declare it over your life right now. Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes. Change. 
there's some of us that have been born and raised and and I know we don't have benches or pews here but some of you were born under the pews you know what I'm talking about but I met him at 17 years old I lived the whole life of the street before I met the Lord and, and, it, and it bothered me when I came in when I saw Christians that didn't appreciate or took for granted the grace and the mercy of a living God and I still remember who I was that's why I praise him the way I do because I shouldn't be up here he shouldn't be using me because I, I was too vile I was too vulgar I was too dirty but I thank God that he had a different plan for my life we get too comfortable we know that we enter in at a certain time and we leave at a certain time and we know the restaurant that we're going to go to but what if God wants to interrupt your reservation what if God wants to interrupt your reservation because he has more for you than that taco is going to do for you Church, we got to get ready to shout like we've never shouted before. We got to get ready to stir up atmospheres that we didn't stir up before. Hallelujah. So, Lord, I thank you for this home. I thank you for this space. I thank you. I thank you for the prophetic words over this house. I thank you. I thank you that generations have lived in. I thank you that generations are walking into them. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Can anybody else thank him with me? Come on, if you thank him, thank him well. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I teach my church that your clap sounds like rain. I teach my church that your clapping opens up heaven because it sounds like rain. grateful for your pastors and for every woman that made her way last night and every man because he's right the whole the whole sound team was like me 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 that word praise the lord thank you thank you for the invitation i'm honored and it is a privilege to serve this house this morning mark chapter 11 we're going to be reading verses 11 through 14 and then jumping to verse 20 through 25 when you have it say i got it hallelujah i'm gonna be preaching to this side right here because i heard y'all this side still has some time all right one person praise god 
Mark 11, 12 through 14. The word of God says, the next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Somebody say he was hungry. Hallelujah. He noticed the fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves. Somebody say there were only leaves. Because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Now let's go to verse 20 through 25. The next morning as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day. And he exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. Somebody tell your neighbor, have faith in God. They didn't have the faith, so tell the other neighbor, have faith in God. And for us introverts, I know you hate this, but I'm going to ask you to tell the person behind you, have faith in God. I'm trying to activate something this morning. Listen, I'm trying to activate something this morning. I'm trying to activate your faith this morning. Because what you're going to face tomorrow is going to need and require a little more faith than what you have right now. Listen to me. I'm not telling you to, to tell somebody have faith in God. Jesus is telling you, you better have faith. You better have faith in the one that sent you. You better have faith. You better have faith in the Father because what's coming ahead, you're going to require to put your roots down in it. You're going to require to have faith because it's going to take you to the next level. Come on, somebody. Some people don't see their miracle, not because God doesn't want to do it. It's because they don't want to stretch their faith. Verse 23, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it. Hmm. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Somebody say, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I don't know what mine is, but it's yours. It's yours. But when you are praying, first, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Father, your word is blessed and we thank you. This morning, I want to speak to us under the theme, three steps to fruitful faith. Three steps to fruitful faith. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. In this biblical portion of scripture, there is a lot of symbolism between the fig tree and the people of Israel. But this morning, 
I want to speak into the hearts of those that faith is required for the next season. I know, as I said in the first service, after much counseling, because as the panel here yesterday recommended that counseling was vital, I, I have undertaken counseling. I have a counselor. I have a therapist. Because when, when you're in the realm of life, you need some guidance. The Bible says that in a council of many, there is wisdom. And so I've learned that every seven years, people change. Or are you the same person you were when you were five years old? Some of you act like it, but really, are you the same person when you were 17 years old? Are you the same person that you were at 20, 25, 30? Can I get 35, 40, somebody? Right? I'm not the same person. Don't judge me on who I was yesterday because she's not there anymore. I've gone through too many seasons to stay where I once was. So if, you, if you're trying to talk to that person that didn't believe before, God has tested my faith and I believe what I didn't believe yesterday. What I know in God today, I wish I could tell my former person, but she's no longer there. So I need to tell my future person, if God did it, he's going to do it. You are not the same person you were at five years old. You didn't like Brussels sprouts. Some of you still don't. God bless you and God keep you. They're good to me. I like them with sriracha and honey. Come on, somebody. But when you, you didn't like Brussels sprouts. Some of you didn't like broccoli and now you love it. Some of you hated celery and now you're drinking celery juice. That's nasty. But some of you... But some of you who want to do better for yourselves, do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you when you were children, some of you when you were teenagers, you couldn't swallow a pill. It would give you a gag reflex. But now you're taking four or five of them because your bones need them. Come on, someone. Someone, I need you to understand that you're not who you used to be. And after today, the person that you leave is going to be better than you were when you came in here. Why? Why? Because our faith is being pushed to another dimension. Because as you go higher in glory, faith has to go higher too. Hallelujah. Or do you want to stay where you are? Do you want to be comfortable where you are? No, 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 no. We want to go from glory to glory, power to power. Then we need our faith to go higher. We need our faith to go higher. But get ready because faith gets tested. Here we have Jesus who just finished making his triumphant entry into Jerusalem and he heard the crowd say, Hosanna. Side note, just because they say Hosanna one day doesn't mean they're going to not say crucify the next. The next morning, Jesus gets up and we're told that our Lord and Savior was hungry. Read the text. It says he was hungry. He Last night we spoke about Martha, my girl Martha. She wasn't there that morning to make him some chorizo and eggs and some fresh tortillas. She wasn't there to make him some Aunt Jemima pancakes. She wasn't there. So he was hungry on his way to do what only Jesus can do. And, and I always say this. 
The Bible is the key to everything and everything starts here. There is nothing new. And this is a perfect example. This is the second time that we see somebody hangry. Some of you wives understand that because the husband sitting next to you. When things are not ready and prepared, there's a little situation with the attitude. And some of you husbands like, that's not me, that's her. I understand that too. I understand that too. The first time we see hangry in the Bible is with my man Esau and everybody knows that didn't go so well. He traded his rights over for a bowl of lentils. And as I was writing this, I thought in the spiritual aspect, how many times do we trade something in because we're hungry? How many times do we trade something in? We're hungry for prosperity. We're hungry for this. We're hungry for that. And we allow anything to satisfy us. When God said, if you would have just waited a little bit more, it was going to be ready for you and you would have had the blessing. But now you're only going to take away with what you got. I came to tell somebody, don't get hangry. Don't get hangry. Wait a little bit. God's preparing a meal for you. God's preparing a banquet for you. Don't get hangry. Don't settle for the lentil because somebody wants to come in and swipe your blessing. Don't settle for the lentil. You tell them, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not here for the Campbell soup. I'm going to wait for the the, the canto de res to be ready and then I'm going to sit down and eat. Somebody needs to understand what I'm saying. I'm here in Texas. Y'all smoke a lot of things. And I'm talking about meats. I'm not talking, okay, just wanted to make that because yesterday I was talking about wine and people got excited you know what I'm saying now for those of you who are pit masters you can't have that ready in an hour you hear, do you hear what I'm telling you you can't have that ready in two hours A good smoke takes how long? My man said 13 hours. Do I have somebody else that's like, nah, he don't know what he's doing. It's 14. I'm sorry, but listen, when I came into the Mexican culture in Washington, when we were pastoring, everybody had the best tamale recipe. And the sisters couldn't even cook tamales anymore because they were like, she does them wrong. So I I had to stop that. Nobody's making tamales from here on too many fights in the kitchen so we're gonna go with that my brother 13 hours anything less than that it won't come out right anything less than that is not gonna be as moist anything less than that is not gonna be as savory but some of us want to stop the process and say forget that I can't wait What's in the cupboard? And they rather they rather a bowl of cereal, frosted flakes, than to wait for the brisket to be ready. They ruined their appetite for the things that God wanted for them. Y'all don't hear me. They ruined their appetite. <laughs> they think they're going to be satisfied, but all they got were false carbs and too much sugar. Just because it's sweet doesn't mean it satisfies. So here we have Jesus 
who was hungry and he noticed the fig tree a little bit off the way. How many of you know that Jesus has them eagle like your mama? You could be in the other room and she's like, what are you doing? And you're like, dang, like how she? Mama had eyes before the ring camera was installed. I hear the mamas over here. You know, that's right. Let them know. I still know what they're doing and they don't even live in my house. Let them know. Mama Cantu knows that's, that's what's happening. So here he goes and the Bible says he notices. Do you know that Jesus notices all things? Before you notice them, he already saw them. And it says that he noticed a tree that looked full of leaves. And when I studied this, I saw that this particular tree drew Jesus' attention because it already had a full covering of leaves. Listen to this. It was an early bloomer. Its foliage signaled that it should have figs, early figs. So Jesus wasn't just being picky or trying to be mean. He went to something that looked like it was ready. He went to something that appeared ready because it was around other trees that were barren. But this tree was different. This tree had early blooming. And although Jesus saw it from a distance, he saw that the leaves led him to believe that there was something there. The leaves gave him a certain expectation. My God, help me with this. And there are some of us that have been hungry for a move of God. We've been hungry for a miracle of God. We've been hungry for something new. I don't know about you. I'm grateful for the blessings that God has done in the 20-something years that I have served him. I am so grateful, but I can't survive on what he did yesterday. I need God to move in my life right now. I need a fresh touch of his wind right now. I need a new song in my spirit right now. I need a new anointing. I need fresh oil. What I used to preach two years ago, I need to preach it differently today. I don't know if you're here, but I thank God for what he did. But I need something. Does anybody say, I need something new. I need something new. I need something new. Listen, my husband hates it, but I... I'm not the person that eats leftovers. Give it to me now. But, oh, Jesus. But I am the person at the restaurant that says, yeah, please pack it up. I know that's not you, Pastor. You're more anointed than me. This is my life. And I'm the one at the restaurant that says, please pack it up. And my husband's like, you know you ain't going to eat that. And I'm just going to end up throwing it away. It's the same song every time. And I'm like, I'm going to eat it for real. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to prove to you that I'm a changed woman. But let me tell you, it never happens. The problem is that we have too many people that are okay with leftovers when God has fresh bread. When you go 
I'm preaching to this side right here. When you go to Olive Garden, you can tell when the bread is fresh and when the bread has been there for four hours. Oh, everybody's holy. Nobody goes to the Olive Garden. Nobody's had stale bread from the Olive Garden. I'm coming after you, Olive Garden. Listen to me. You could tell the difference because fresh bread doesn't sound like this. And my husband and I are from New York. When we came to Texas and they didn't make our food right, we'd be like, mm, ma'am, you, this is not how it's supposed to taste. Can we get, and, and they were like, oh my God, pastors. No, 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 no. What are you doing? We don't, we don't change food here. We don't tell the, no. I'm like, I'm not paying for that. No, we just pay, just get something else. We'll pay for it. You're not going to pay for another. I'm getting off topic. Listen. Because I need you to understand something. It's frustrating when Christians are, are okay with eating stale things. It's hard when children of God, when everybody else in the world está disfrutando. They're enjoying things. They're enjoying life. They're enjoying fresh things. And us as believers and us as sons and daughters of God are not saying, God, I want something fresh. God, I want something new. I thank you for yesterday, but I know that you're the God of the new thing. I know you're the God that does everything. Some of us have been hungry, hungry for God. And here's the thing, like Jesus, when he saw something from afar that looked like it was ready, some of us from afar have seen something that appeared to be what we were waiting for. Some of us thought, yeah, this is my time. Some of us thought, that's what I've been praying. That's what I've been hoping. That's what I've been waiting. That is it. You saw it from afar and it looked like it appeared to be fruitful. It looked like, it smelled like it was your answered prayer. But when you came close, your expectation became a disappointment or am I the only one your expectation became a disappointment and there are many of us here this morning that's where we are you have been in a season of disappointment you have been hungry for some time now you have been hungry for revival. You've been hungry for your family to be restored. You've been hungry for this calling to come to pass. You've been hungry for something. And the Lord has brought me here to speak a word to somebody that you're tired of the seasons of the barren fig tree. You are tired of thinking this is the day that my hunger is going to be satisfied. This is the moment where I finally get to eat. This is the day where God's going to answer. You're tired of thinking this is the day that my son is going to come back. This is the day my marriage is going to be restored. This is the day my body's going to be healed. This is the day I get a break. But when Jesus noticed all the leaves, there was no fruit. Be careful. Be careful with people that are all talk, no action. 
I'm going to love you. I'm going to take care of you. That's the leaves. That's what makes it look pretty. That's what makes it look gorgeous. Be careful you buy that car. It looks good from the inside, but you didn't open the hood. Are you hearing me, church? Be careful. Be careful that job that looks good. They told you they're going to give you the salary. They told you they were going to give you that 401k. But what they didn't tell you in the fine print was that you're going to be a slave to Sundays and that you would never come to church. Be careful. It may look good, but it's not going to bear fruit. This is the season where we need to open up our eyes and stop settling for things that look good. I don't want what looks good. I want what's going to take me to the next level in the kingdom. I want what's going to take me to the next level in my promise. So I want to talk to you about three steps to grow in faith. And then we're going to close. And then my brother's going to make me some carne asada and that's it. Three steps to grow your faith. Are you ready, church? Number one, verse 14. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat from your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When Jesus sees that this tree bears no fruit, he curses it. Number one, we need to curse the faith killers. Number one, we need to curse the faith killers. The Bible says in Proverbs 18:21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Are you here, church? The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it, love what? What comes out of the tongue will, will eat its fruits. Curse the faith killers. I shared a testimony. I'm going to share it with you. 15 years ago, I lost my voice for four months. 15 years ago, I lost my voice for four months. I could not... I could only whisper. I would have to write down things so that people would understand me. At first, I thought it was just laryngitis. But after the fourth month, I said, there's something wrong. I went to my doctor. He told me to go see a specialist. I went to the specialist. They put a tube down my nose to look at my vocal cords. And the, the specialist had my husband and I in the room. And she said, there's three options for her. Number one, she'd have to be on pills for the rest of her life. Number two, she's going to have to get an injection every week of steroids. And number three, she's going to have to be operated. But upon being operated doesn't mean that she's going to be able to fully have her voice back. And then she asked my husband a very specific question. She asked him, what does she do for a living? He could have said she shouts, but that's not what she said. he said. He said, she's a preacher, she's a pastor, and she's a worshiper. She said, one thing that I will never forget in that room. She said, well, she's going to have to think about changing her career. 
Did you hear what I said? Your diagnosis may be different than my diagnosis. The devil has told you something different than he told me. But he wants to kill everything that God has given you has put appointed you to hallelujah has assigned you to the and I, the devil told me that he was taking my voice and that i'd have to change career paths but the enemy what has the enemy told you has he told you that you're gonna die has he told you that you're not good enough has he told you that the marriage is over has he told you that you're always gonna be poor and broke has he told you that you're never gonna level up what has he told you and my husband she said i'm gonna leave you two in the room and when I come back you tell me the decision and I remember one tear came out of my eye because I was shook I was scared and as she closed the door I remember my husband looked me in the face because sometimes you got to look people in the face with the truth and he said to me do you know that we're not going to believe any of those things because there's a fourth option. Usually things come in threes, but he said there's a fourth option. Just like yesterday, there's a fourth day. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus. Ay, 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 ay. Alexa, you're going to need to do that for altar call. Listen to me now. The enemy thought he had you, but look at you here on this Sunday morning at Numa Church. The enemy thought he had your marriage, but look at you next to your wife. Look at you next to your boo. Come on. The enemy thought he had you, but your kids are healthy. Your kids are doing fine. The enemy thought he had you. Hallelujah. But you look, you got shoes on your feet. You got, you got clothes on your back. Come on, somebody. You got 10 pounds over wait praise God hallelujah I'm pre I'm preaching to me not you Melissa I'm preaching to me I may have I may be overweight by 20 but the enemy thought he had me and he said there's a fourth option and we're gonna believe God and I just shook my head I didn't finish this testimony but I'm gonna finish it here After that, my voice didn't come back right away. That was on a Thursday. We had church Sunday. And I was sitting there as I always do. And the worship team was on fire. And I lifted up my hands. And for a moment, I thought I had my voice. And I said, glory to God. But I couldn't say it. it was like, glory. And when I realized that I couldn't worship God, not up here, Cause that's the problem pastor people only want this when they're up here it was over there when I lifted up my hands and I wanted to say glory to God and shout it and I realized that I couldn't and inside of my head because I couldn't speak I said to the Lord take anything but my worship not this worship not singing that worship take anything but my worship That Monday, that Sunday, I decided tomorrow's Monday, I'm going to enter into prayer and fasting. Because if I've learned anything, is <laughs> that if I can't do it, prayer and fasting will do it. And so I came on 
Monday and over here on this side of the altar, nobody was there. My husband was in his office. I was right here and I was pleading to God looking crazy like Anna. And I got up and my husband sees that I'm about to go home and he, he said, come here, come here. He was in his office. And I was like, I know sometimes he wishes I was still mute. But the enemy thought he... <laughs> and he said, I just got a call. We were pastoring in Manson, Washington. Nobody knew us. We were brand new pastors, pastoring at 27 years old. I just got a call from the woman's director of this region. And they want to know, they wanted to know if you sang. And I told them you do. And I looked at him. And he said, uh, she invited you to sing at a special service in Oregon. And I looked at him like, do we, are we not on the same page here? Like, Oh, I didn't tell you that I didn't sing because I was an introvert. I only sang at my church. I did not sing outside. And he goes, I told her you would. And I, and I wrote him. I took a post-it and I said, huh? I can't talk. And he said this, everything is fine. I prepared the worship team with the song that my, my father, who was not a Christian, gave to me. I prepared the worship team because they knew my key. The day came. I was not talking. The usher came and said, Pastor Alexa, after the offering, it's your turn. And I looked at my husband and he said, everything is fine. It's going to be okay. And in my head, I thought, of course it's going to be okay because you're not the one that's going to look like a fool up there, are you? I went behind, shaking. The worship team started the song. I tried to open my mouth, and nothing came out. The worship leader on the piano said, oh, God. And I looked at him like, let's do it one more time. In my head, I said, Lord, don't take away my worship. When he played the song the next time, I opened up my mouth and a, a voice came out that wasn't the same voice I had before. I got off the altar and my voice disappeared again. This happened three more times. I started getting invited for that one song everywhere in uh, California, Oregon, and Washington. They, were, they called me the Alaba Adios Girl. That's the song they wanted me to sing. On the third time that I sing this song at a church, this woman, this elder from the church came up to me and said, can I pray for you? And she prayed and she didn't know that my voice would disappear every time I finished singing that song. And she said, the Lord tells you that the reason why your voice disappears is so that you would know it's not you and it's all him. After she said that, I got this voice that you hear today. 
and I've had it, and I've had it for more than 15 years. Why, why do I say that to you? Why do I say that to you? Because you that are here today, the first thing that you have to do, everything that has tried to kill your faith, you're going to have to curse. Everything that has tried to take away what God has planted in you to grow, the seeds that God has given you, you're going to have to say, devil, I am not accepting it. I am not accepting the words. I am not accepting the emotional abuse. I am not accepting the words that tell me that I can't make it. I take those words and I send them to the pit of hell. They are not for me. I, I Right now you die. Those words die. They're not going to take root in me anymore. And you're going to... And, the, and you're going to see, come on somebody, for your faith to grow, you're going to have to kill some things. The second thing we find in verse 23, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. The second thing to have fruitful faith is we need to remove all doubt. Listen now, we need to remove all doubt. How many times have we prayed for something and in that same prayer, we already put doubt in it? Lord, I'm hoping that you could do this. If you could do this. Do you hear what I'm saying? Lord, I come before you. You said I can ask for anything. I don't even know if you really want this for me, but. Do you hear what I'm telling you? In the Bible, there's a story about a man and his son, and the, the son is demon-possessed, and the father is desperate for his son to be set free, and he finds Jesus, and when he finds Jesus, he said, here's my boy. The end, the, the, when when the, the demons come and they torture him, he throws himself to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He tries to kill himself. Please, please, I need my son to be, if you can heal him. And Jesus, see, I, I y'all, y'all be watching Netflix too much. I, I, when I read the Bible, it's a whole movie. It's a whole movie. So, so when I read this portion of scripture, and and He tells you that if you can heal and deliver my son, and Jesus was like, "What you talking about? If I can, do you know who I am?" Let me do it on this side so you can see it. What do you think? The problem is that we forgot who he is. He's not your friend. He's not even your mother or your father. My God is capable of doing the impossible. My God's power has not diminished. My God's power has not diminished. We have gotten used to celebrating other people getting their miracles. But then when it comes to our turn, we think that he doesn't care enough about us. We think that he can't do it for us. I came to tell you the same power that delivered your friend from cancer is the same power that's going to deliver you today. It's the same power that's going to restore you today. It's not if you can. It's when you can. It's not if you can. It's how you can. Do you hear what I'm telling you, church? In order to grow this faith, 
Because God, God is setting some of us up today in this very room. And I'm almost finished. God is setting up some of us today. Hallelujah. For something that's so great that we have not even expected. Something that's so great that only our journals know about. But it's going to require our faith to just come up a little bit. And the third thing and the hardest thing. Verse 24 and 25. And I close with this. Third thing says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you'd receive it, it will be yours. And everybody celebrates. Yes, God. But verse 25, but when you're praying, hold on a second. But when you're praying first, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. The third thing to have fruitful faith, because if your faith doesn't bear fruit, then it's as barren as that fig tree. And this is where Pastor Ryan came up and said, we know how to clap and we know how to yell and we know when to say amen and we know when to give our offering. That's the leaves. That's the leaves. But real fruit says, mountain, you're in my way. You're going to need to go. Real faith says, stone, you're going to have to get out of that tomb because what's inside has to come out. Number three, forgive. You're going to have to stand up today and say, I have to forgive you. I have to forgive you for what you did when I was six. I have to forgive you what you did to me when I was 13. I have to forgive you for what you did to me at 40. I'm going to have to choose tonight, today, to forgive you. Because you are not going to be the reason why that mountain doesn't move out of my life. I'm not going to allow you to be, you were the reason why I was wounded. You were the reason for the trauma. You were the reason for the hurt. You were the reason why I cried. You were the reason but today you're no longer gonna be the reason that holds me back from the power that God has given me in the tongue just like I have to curse the things that cursed me the things that held me behind now I'm gonna speak life to me and in the name of Jesus I'm about to stand up and see the power of God over my life like I've never seen it before so I'm gonna choose to forgive I'm gonna choose even if they're the ones that did me wrong I'm gonna forgive even though I may be waiting I've waited 10 years for that one call for that one person to tell me look I'm sorry I may never get a call I may never get a text I may never get a letter but today I set you free I don't need your call I don't need your text I don't need your DM today I set you free today you are forgiven why because that mountain is moving why because I'm going places and I can't take you with me would you stand on your feet today? Three, three things, simple, simple and practical, perhaps. Three things to fruitful faith. Faith is hoping for things not seen. 
I walk by faith and not by no more barren trees in this place no more barren fig trees in this place because Jesus is looking still he's hungry he's hungry for fruit did you hear what I said church because in the beginning he planted a garden he likes fruit in the beginning there were many trees he likes Galatians talks about fruit the kind of fruit he likes my brother caught it Galatians talks about the kind of fruit he likes there's nine kinds of fruit There's nine kinds of fruit that bear witness to what kind of tree you are. We got a lot of people that are, but yet have no patience. We got a lot of people that, but yet when the car cuts them off, they are not kind. got a lot of people that give but have no love Jesus is looking today for some fruit Lord would, would you cause me to bear fruit today would my life bear fruit of who you are but three things fruitful faith fruitful faith today you're going to use your tongue to say no more you will not bear fruit in my life anymore those things that hurt those things that wounded those words those actions it will no longer faze me because today they get burned up from the root up That divorce is no longer going to have effect on me. That death is no longer going to have me in grave clothes. Number two, today I dismiss doubt. I believe in the one I serve. He is the great I am. He was from the beginning in Genesis and he is at the end in Revelation. I believe in who I serve. I believe what he said, there is nothing impossible. Does anyone believe there is nothing impossible for God that he could still do it? Come on, someone. Listen, God doesn't just resurrect people in Africa because they believe in him. God can resurrect people right here in Numa Church. This church could be packed out when people hear, yo, do you hear the crazy miracles that are happening in Numa? Do you believe that there's going to be a 9 o'clock service, an 11 o'clock service, a 4 o'clock? service a six o'clock service why because they're bringing lame people they're bringing sick people they're bringing blind people and why because somebody believed was crazy enough to believe was crazy enough to believe that when we put our hands cancer pe people with cancer are gonna come in hallelujah and all their hair is gonna grow back and the tumor is gonna go away why 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 because they're people crazy enough on this Sunday morning to believe my God is the God of the impossible.
But one and two are great, but nothing's gonna happen without step three. You have an opportunity this morning to forgive. In my lifetime, I've had to forgive people and apologize to people that I never did anything wrong to. But the Holy Spirit go up to them and I'm like, who are you talking to? I know that's not me. <laughs> I know you're not talking to me, Lord. You know the truth. Go apologize to them. But because I know that none of this would be possible without humility. There's some of you that are going to have to take that humble road today to apologize and to forgive all at the same time. I'm believing that the faith in this house is growing. So on the count of three, if this is you, if the Lord has spoken to you as the worship team is going to do what they do, do what they do, do what they do. I want to pray with you and for you. Hallelujah. I feel God. I feel the Lord. Right now for everyone that's watching and everyone that's here. A faith that increases. A faith that gives us fruit. In the name above all names. In the name above all names. One, two, three. Come, 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 come. He says come. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at My Numa Church. Thanks again and God bless.